talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season two, episode 21. Ch-ch-ch-changes. Well, Jamie. Yes. What did you think of this episode? I liked it. I remembered bits and pieces of it, but I liked it. I got kind of like excited because this is when we get to see Jen and Jack finally start to, you know, become actual friends. We get to see the birth of their very close relationship that they end up having. Uh Um. I'm happy for Andy, but I can't stand Andy's hair. I don't like it brown. I know, me too. It's driving me crazy. I have some I have some things that I was thinking of that we'll talk about when we start going through the episode that I kept rem- like I kept like parallel thinking um <laughs> of what it reminded me of. So, I'm excited to kind of talk about that and see if you can see what I'm seeing if I'm just being crazy. It's totally fine. You're but, in a parallel I mean, universe over Andy's hair. Parallel universe. <laughs> yeah basically um so it was like it was sad but it was happy i don't know and then the whole thing with joey's dad yeah because you like start to be like oh he's changing his ways and then right back down the hole with worse drugs i know you went the wrong direction (laughs) completely the wrong direction so good um, old pete Good old. We'll have to deal with that. Okay, yeah. Giving him, giving him the booger sugar. <laughs> booger sugar. What? I've never heard of that before. You've never heard of that. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Booger sugar. Oh my god, my brother used to say that all the time when I was a kid. And I've never like, heard of that. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny. I get it. It's funny. It's very clever. I've never heard. I of it, wish though. I could take credit for it, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> You guys ever heard of booger sugar? Like <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a poll. <laughs> that has to be a poll. What would you call this substance? I mean, oh it could God, have been. It could have been like meth. It could have been other things that are white. Who knows? But it could I'm have just been flour. We don't know. It could have been Domino sugar. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just oh, assuming yeah. that it was cocaine. So probably. But I uh, I liked the episode. I honestly didn't remember anything <laughs> like while watching it. Um, I did remember that Joey's father ends up like going bad again, and Andy was leaving. But I really remembered nothing. Um, totally forgot that Jen was just gonna just like skip town. <laughs> and yeah, leave. She was ready to leave. I oh, forgot about that. I did forget about that. Until it was happening. I'm like, oh, yeah. I felt bad Back for her. Me too. I mean, I know that she went through some stuff at home, but like for her parents to completely draw the line like that, I didn't think it was that bad. I know. And I think she next season, somebody. I think next season her parents or her mother uh, shows up. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I felt bad for her in that moment. Pacey was like a real hero in this episode. Yeah. He really was. I was very proud of Pacey. He was trying to stand up, but oh, to be naive. I know. <laughs> that made some valid points, too. He's like, you're just being selfish. She needs help, and this one needs to happen. I don't know. So it's a good I episode. Like, I'm excited. I like the uh, the line that the father says to Jack, because um, Jack says, like, let her stay here. 
She has Pacey. You can't take her away from Pacey. I was like, who the fuck is Pacey? Like, is he like a medical doctor? Like what? And he says something like, (laughs) so you want me to just keep her here on the basis of like a teen romance or something like that? I wrote it down. So when we get to it, it's, I was just like, yeah, he's, he's right. (laughs) But I also really liked the conversations that Jack was having with his father about his sexuality and I feel yes, like I have dad... comments on that too. They finally had a calm and decent conversation between each other without getting overly emotional. Yeah. And it's great yeah. because it's the first step, even though his dad doesn't understand it. It's the first step in them trying to have that kind of, you know, conversation. Um, so it was great that it didn't end up in hysterics and somebody crying. I know. And stuff getting broken. So he's getting so much more confident and. Yeah, um, he's owning it. He's like, this is me. I'm not yeah. questioning myself anymore. It This isn't a choice. This is what I like. And this is who I am. And that's just the way that it is. And you need to yeah. understand it. And I'm very happy for him to see him kind of get to that point in his life. You know what I mean? Where he's able to just say, I am who I am, bitches. Like it or lump it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that face? <laughs> I was doing some hand movements too, but you couldn't see it in, in the camera. So I should back up a little more. It looked like, like it. Love it. I don't know what I'm doing. Listen. Oh my God. All right. So before we get into it, why don't we just do a little catch up, which is unusual right. for us. So oh, totally unusual. we don't do this every week or nothing. <laughs> what have you been up to, Jamie? Let's see. Working. And watching my K dramas and my C dramas and my J dramas because I don't really know what else to call them, so it's just whatever. And um, want to see my letters? I've been practicing, so now I have like vowels. <laughs> wow, <laughs> they're so pretty. I know I'm really terrible. I'm not that good at it, but it's helping me remember the sounds, so that way I can try to translate when I do uh, the app that I'm trying to learn anyways it's very intimidating it's very intimidating i don't know you should speaking me one of the, you showed me one the other day and i was like yeah good luck with that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's in my brain i find that it's a little bit easier for me to go from the romaji i guess is what they call it it's like the the roman letters the letters that we use Mm-hmm. And then trying to break those words down into these symbols, I have a better time going backwards than trying to take, you know, the hiragana and then remembering what each symbol means. It's it's a process. It's a lot. It is intimidating, but I'm doing it and I'm doing it alone. So <laughs> that doesn't give you something to root for. <laughs> I don't know what else will. Um I'm slightly disappointed though. So last week I did a little mini quiz and I had to introduce myself on this app and they give you an option. You can either do it verbally or you can, you know, type it out. And I should have just typed it out, but I said, you know what? I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to say it. It's probably going to be terrible. My pronunciation is probably totally going to suck, but it's fine because somebody who speaks Japanese might give me some feedback and then hopefully it's going to be helpful. It's totally going to be helpful, right? That's the point. I have not had it. And right, I haven't had any comments or responses or corrections Uh or anything. (laughs) I get nothing, no, nothing. So I'm like, either somebody forgot about me or whoever it's getting like assigned to, they're like, oh, she did a, she did a a verbal. I'm not listening to that shit. Let me move on to the next person. (laughs) I have no idea. Or maybe there's nothing wrong with it. 
well, then they should give me five stars and let me move on with my life. Oh, well, or maybe they, they I don't know how like it, a rating and you can like put comments. Oh, well, so that's what I do. It it's been like a week. I do know how many <laughs> notifications a day I get from this app for me to correct other people who are learning English, like three or four a day. Well, stop doing tell me until they do yours. <laughs> that's not fair to the other people learning English. I want to help them. <laughs> so anyways, tomato, tomato. <laughs> Listen, I'm not petty. I will help whoever I can help. You know this. I'm calling me petty. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying that I'm not petty. (laughs) But anyways, other than slowly learning this, I don't think that I have anything else that's new with me that I can think of. But good. I'm glad that you're you're still watching your K dramas and rom coms and you're learning the new language. That's well, I mean, new to me. It's not a new language. It's just just new to me. <laughs> Your new language. It's new. To, it's my new language. It's so pretty, though. I like. I just like listening to people speak Japanese, Korean too. I feel like I could maybe one day, maybe no, I'll probably never be able to learn this many languages. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's my... gonna take me. Maybe. I, do you know how long it's gonna it's gonna take me just to learn this one? um well how was your week (laughs) i had a productive weekend saturday i went shopping with my sister chrissy um which we haven't done in a while and i said let's just go shopping because adriana was at her cousin's and my sister never like gets to go out so i was like let's just go out and then sunday me and justin went to um the bookstore and i found a lot of books I've got like a good haul. I found a lot of Buffy books, Buffy and Angel books, but um, I found some Fear Streets and Arl Stein point horror and some other just random point horror books. But I was very excited. I found some Ghost of Fear Street books, which I don't really collect, but if I find them out, I'll buy them. So I feel like those are ones that I could either resell or just give to my niece. Because whenever I find Goosebumps books, I just give them to her. But um, that was fun. We had like a nice day. What? What, what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to comment on how amazing it is when you find books and you're so happy about it. I don't oh, know I about know. you, but when I go book shopping, I'm like hugging them things. Even, <laughs> even as I walk You should have seen story. me. This is no, mine like- and you're coming home with me and I love you. You know, like this, this is what I do. <laughs> but we haven't, we haven't been there in a couple of weeks and it was just like a spur of the moment thing. Cause like we haven't really been doing anything on the weekend and Sunday's like our only day to actually spend time together. And I like, we'll say it during the week. We'll be like, why don't we do something on Sunday? And then Sunday rolls around and we're just being lazy. And before you know it, it's like five o'clock. And um, I said, no, let's just go to the bookstore. So we ended up going and there's like certain sections that I look in immediately. And I found, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, I thought you were frozen. <laughs> no, this was my undivided attention face. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? It was my undivided yeah, attention. you were moving. <laughs> I, was, like... I was I was, in wrapped. In wrapped. <laughs> I don't know. I was a word that starts with an R and it's like <sighs> tur in it. So <laughs> I know what you're saying. Um, Raptured. There it is. But I... Um... I was so annoyed though. Cause like the section that I went in, there was a bunch of like people in there, like younger people. And I was just like, get the fuck out. Like, this is my section. 
This is my store. You may not um, be in here. Where's the bouncer? Yeah. So I found a bunch. As soon as I find them, I grab them and I just throw them in my basket. Fine. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I get like very like, I don't know. I listen to my podcasts and I start like looking. It's fun. It's like, it's like a really fun experience for me. And just someone wasn't rushing me. It was fun. But other than that, oh, you know what else? I've been watching a lot of this show called Kindred Spirits on, I'm sure it's on like the Travel Channel, but I watch it on Discovery Plus because like I don't have to watch commercials or anything. Right. But um, the two hosts are named Amy Bruni and Adam Berry. And then sometimes this psychic named Chip Coffee comes on. Chip Coffee. <laughs> So they go in and they like investigate like haunted houses, like people need help getting rid of their ghosts. So they go in and see if there's like actual ghosts. A lot of it, I feel like is just so fake. Probably. It's very fun to watch. And I, it makes, it just makes me laugh. And it's just one of those shows that I can just have on where it's just comfort for me now. So like I can fall asleep to it. And it's like not scary or anything, but like when they do find stuff, I go, oh my God, they found something for real. So this show, I have, I have seen this show because it's, it's on Hulu. It's, uh, oh, is it? It's on Hulu. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I like the host there. It's really funny. Sometimes I was watching it last night and I was just like, this is so silly. (laughs) Like, I don't think they really found anything, but I found that the host, Amy Bruni has her own podcast called Haunted Road. And she goes and she just talks about like haunted places and she has guests on. And it's very soothing. Her voice is very soothing. So I've been listening to a lot of that, which is interesting. I'm in like a haunted like thing lately. Yeah. Paranormal. Paranormal. Yeah. Paranormal. (laughs) I think I even said to you, I was like, why don't we go and become paranormal investigators (laughs) and have our own show on the travel channel? Harry would totally, I feel like, be down for that. He, when we first... (laughs) When we first moved into this house, we were watching a lot of those um, those shows on the Travel Channel where people, you know, they're new homeowners. They got their house for super cheap. It's their dream home. Come yeah. to find out it's haunted. And I actually scared him accidentally <laughs> before we like officially moved into the house. Would you tell him it was haunted? No. So uh, we were here doing work before we moved in and it was late and um he was in the garage and I came down because I was uh, on the mail website and I was getting ready to update my address. So mail forwarding until I could get through everything. Mm-hmm. So I came down to just confirm the address. It's a new place. I, you know, me, I, I don't remember some stuff. So like I, I went down there. He was I don't remember my home address. <laughs> well, we didn't even move in yet. I don't know the name of that. It doesn't matter. This was a new state. <laughs> It was a new town. Where am I moving to? I'm Jamie. Where am I moving to? (laughs) Listen, I just know how to get places. I don't necessarily know the street names or anything. I just know landmarks. This is this is how my brain functions. I'm visual. I won't remember your street name. You're like Terry. What street do we live on again? (laughs) So, anyways, um, he's doing something in the garage. So I take there's like a a fold out like wooden chair, like a real old chair that was propped up against the wall. So I took it. And I, su- I stuck it in the middle of the garage and I sat down and I was waiting because he was in the middle of whatever he was in the middle of. Um, he finished. I got my answer. I filled out the form and then I just went back upstairs. So he finished what he was doing and we left. And um, it was like two days later, he went back to the house. But I was I don't remember if I was working or where I was. So he calls me <laughs> freaking out. 
my god he's like this house is haunted i don't know how to tell you this i'm like what are you talking about he's like i went I got to the house. He's like, I went downstairs in the garage to check on something. And he's like, and the chair that was against the wall was sitting open in the middle of the room. And I'm like, because you didn't you not remember <laughs> a couple of days ago when I moved the chair and sat in the middle of the garage because I was talking to you. You don't you don't remember that entire situation. The ghost was having a meeting <laughs> <laughs> by itself. By himself. <laughs> That's funny. It was really funny. Um, so, you know, it's the running joke between us and how our house is totally haunted, but it's it's not. Well, not to make this a haunted podcast, but our house is definitely haunted. And um, I know I've shared some stories on Lauren's podcast about like things that I've, I've experienced here. But for all the years we've lived here, whenever I'm here by myself, I feel like there's another presence in here and it's not malicious or anything like that but when we had different furniture in here i would fall asleep in front of the tv i used to have this big chair i would just pass out in front of the tv on it Mm -hmm. and our couch was against the wall on the opposite side of the wall the room and i always felt like even when i was asleep that somebody was sitting on the couch in the living room with me and it was just there and i would always be like somebody's here and i never got like really freaked out i never got scared or anything and so i always had that feeling then a couple years ago, I was here by myself and I was just doing like spring cleaning, like getting rid of all cl- old clothes and stuff in my bedroom. So from my where my bedroom is, I can look out into the living room. Um, so I was like standing there in my dresser in my bedroom and I had the, my bedroom door open. I'm like folding clothes. And then I look up and I saw a figure walk by and go into the kitchen. But it was real quick. And I didn't see, I didn't see like a face or anything. I didn't see like legs. Oh, we're going to have an investigation at your place. Yeah, we should. We should. The, the reason why I brought up the house thing is um, for the longest time, Terry was trying to convince me to get one of those sound boxes where it just is yeah. constantly running on like the background noise, you know? Um, no. I don't know if they're <laughs> real though. Cause like I was talking about this the other day. I was like, who came up with these things? Like these gadgets that are like, you'll see an anomaly coming towards you. The I'm stick like, figure anomaly thing yeah. throws me off every time. I'm like, yeah, how do they know? <laughs> I get the frequency thing, you know what I mean? I could even agree but... with hearing somebody talk to you from the beyond with the recording, but the yeah. anomaly thing, the stick figure thing. <laughs> I don't understand what I'm the gonna stick call figure it. thing. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> where everything's in like green and black and gray and yeah. then all of a sudden a stick figure pops up i know it and it's like dancing <laughs> yeah, like, oh look it's on the ceiling floating yeah they're like up there. I don't when know. i was watching yesterday they were like oh it's coming yeah. towards us oh it just went through the floor <laughs> it's sitting on your shoulder i'm like i don't understand it like how did it. where do you go to buy these things too it's weird i think a lot of them might be like man like homemade I yeah like, i don't know but i really want to understand the technology behind the stick figure thing because i don't i think part of my issue is i don't understand what it's reading how does it I don't know either that there's a stick figure i just i don't either i feel questions. like it's like i feel like it's just like dust particles or something and they're like let's form it into a stick figure somehow. <laughs> i don't know i think it's so silly we have any paranormal investigators listening to us right now we have questions yeah, seriously, if there are any. But the thing that happens here in my apartment, I remember when it walked by, 
I got really like tense. I was like, I know I just saw that. <laughs> I know I just saw that. And I remember just being like, okay, well, I'm not wrong. So I'm just going to continue doing what I was doing. You're going in the kitchen. I'm going to go over here in the living room. You let me know when you're done. <laughs> I know. And then I'm going to heat a pizza. Okay. <laughs> but Justin has said that a couple of times. He thought I was talking to him. He thought I was standing in the in the doorway of the kitchen talking to He thought he was talking to me. And when he was, he looked up, I was gone. And he was like calling my name. And he, he was like, why did you leave? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like I was laying on the bed the whole time. He was like, why did you just leave? I was talking to you. And I was like, I was here the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, I swear, I thought I was just talking to you. There was, I thought you were standing in the doorway. So it's that type of stuff that happens here. But I'll have That's to like. That's really cool. Steven, we need to have like, I don't know, an investigation happen at your place. I told Adriana that, that it's haunted and she always wants to be like, I saw something. I saw something. <laughs> she's getting older now. So like, I don't know how much like she's into it, but it's funny. I do believe in ghosts and I do believe in paranormal oh, yeah. and I believe in all that stuff because I feel like my mom and has, the aliens <laughs> and the aliens, <laughs> but cause I've, I, I really do believe that my mom has tried to contact me after she passed away and just things like that. Or she gives me like signs here and there, but, um, I do believe in it. I don't think it's like abnormal to think that it's not possible, you know? But yeah, oh, yeah. that's me. I shopped till I dropped. And it's a good week. It's a good week. Now we're going to recap Dawson's Creek. <laughs> you ready? Episode 21. Let's do it. This week, we're recapping season two, episode 21. Change. Ch- ch- Changes. <laughs> changes. Time to face the strange. Changes. Time may change me, but I can't change time. <laughs> it's too low. If you guys don't know that song, it's just because we're old. Yeah. I'm just kidding. We're not that old. All right. So the episode aired May 19th, 1999, directed by Lou Antonio and written by Dana Barata. So we open in Dawson's bedroom. He's watching Casa... Casa... Casablanca? Yeah. For his film class. And he's writing a paper comparing and contrasting his own life to the movie for his film class final. And he uses Miss Kennedy as an example. And he says that she's a malicious useless character with no arc whatsoever so so that was like all a voiceover like he's talking it's like he's talking in his head so then he gets up he's frustrated and he starts to talk out loud and he says why are we so ridiculously intent on pleasing the people who dislike us the most and we see joey sitting on dawson's bed doing her homework she tells him she doesn't understand why he's making such a big deal about it it's his film final it should be a no-brainer but he's just really frustrated you know what else I wanted to just say? He's actually right what he says. Like, why are we so intent on pleasing the people who dislike us the most? I do think I'm a people pleaser. I do think that I try to be nice, even if I think somebody doesn't like me. If it's sort of like a thing where like once, twice, three times you're out type of thing, I won't even acknowledge you. But there was a person that we both worked with. I was always so nice to this person and they were just so rude to me for whatever reason 
I don't know what it what it was, but I'd be like, I don't even know I say hello to this person anymore. Like they don't even say hello back to me. And you'd be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know, Stephen. <laughs> you'd be like, they they say hi to me. And I'm like, I'm very oblivious though. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just get like annoyed. I'm like, uh, okay. But then I'll still say hello because I just try to be nice. And then yeah, when well, they don't personality. And then when they don't say anything back, I go, stop saying hello. <laughs> like just stop. It's not worth it. So I did stop doing it. I remember I just sort of just like would walk by them. And that was I don't it. know if that's really people pleasing as more just your personality on just trying to be nice person. I feel yeah. like in this case, the people pleasing bits are more concerned with, oh, this person doesn't like me, but they asked me to do this and I'm going to do it because I want to do a really good job because I need their approval. That's what he's getting at. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, because he's, you know, the teacher he feels doesn't like him, but he was given this assignment and he's going to rock this assignment. Like he wants to do, he's like trying to make up for it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why you don't like me, but this assignment, I'm going to do my best so that way you like me. You know, I don't, I get what he's trying to do. Um, makes a lot of sense. I don't, as far as being in his situation, I'm, I'm trying to think how I would react if somebody was not nice to me. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's happened. Not everybody can like me. I always think it's funny when somebody doesn't like me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really question it. I'm like, all right, that's your opinion. Like, I don't really get butthurt about it. Yes, I said butthurt. I don't get upset. I'm just like, well, it doesn't affect me and that's fine. You know, Um, there was a a temp. I remember that just he was so just rude to me for no reason. And I thought I think he thought he was being funny. And I remember the kid I remember this situation you told me about it because you came over to me later and was like dude WTF (laughs) I'm like what 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 happened (laughs) he like made a comment to me about something stupid and I just said I said get away from me right now and I was like pushing him away because I think he was even trying to like be like a smart ass and remember this a little bit I was like dude just get away get away and I was like I do not like that kid. And in team meetings, he would just stare at me. And her would be like, blow him a kiss next time he does it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I should. But I don't know. Maybe, I didn't, he, maybe he, didn't he was highly him. attracted to you, Stephen, and he didn't know how to handle it. I doubt that. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. <laughs> That's just what I tell myself when people have a problem with me for no reason. <laughs> they have They have strong feelings for me and they don't know how to handle it. And that's okay. <laughs> I should start saying that about myself. <laughs> I'm serious. It's a nice booster. Guys, this is what you should do. I mean, don't like spread rumors or something, but it makes you feel really good. And that's usually what happens. If somebody doesn't like you, they have strong feelings one way or another, positive or negative. Either way, it's energy wasted. Yeah. Just feel good about yourself that they actually care enough to have these feelings, you know? Yeah, I just always think it's odd. I don't know. But I mean, there's people I don't like when I first meet them, too. I try not to judge. (laughs) I mean, it's hard for me sometimes. Unless they're a straight up a-hole. When you first meet them, you're like, ah, not like uh, a specific, very close persons to me. Now, X. First time I met this person. Oh. I couldn't stand this person. Right off the bat. I didn't even meet this person face to face. And I'm like. Just the, the way that the entire situation was handled from the before I even got to meet this person throughout the entire night. I'm like, nope, I'm going to punch him right in the face. I don't like this guy. Really? Person. We'll talk about that later. Anyways, what are we talking about? 
<laughs> so got distracted. So yeah, Joey tells him that this should be a no-brainer, and he's like, Yeah, I agree, but he's just super frustrated. So then Joey suggests that he interview someone and he's like, on camera. <laughs> like you're a filmmaker, Dawson. He says, he'll present his film final on camera. He'll at least get points for ingenuity, if nothing else. Joey's like, there you go. There you go, Dawson. Like, I have to deal with this bullshit all the time. (laughs) Now you're thinking. Yeah. (laughs) So then Dawson starts to interview Joey, and she doesn't want to do it. And he says that she's gone through a lot of changes this year, and she'd be a great subject. So she reminds him that he already immortalized her character and likeness on screen without her signed consent, by the way. So she tells him to go find another sucker. Uh, I mean, subject. So he tries again and he tells her the camera loves her and she gets really close to the camera and she goes, okay, Dawson, being the overly generous, kind, loving girlfriend that I am, I will say something. Good luck. (laughs) So he gets really annoyed and then he leaves or she leaves. The other thing I was like, they're studying together. I know that's like a thing that they do on the show, but like I have never gone over someone's house and just studied or did my homework together. I don't know. I was just always very like independent when I would do that stuff. I'd be like, we're because I'm coming over to your house. We're going to like hang out and talk. I'm not going to like study. I'm not going to be able to focus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, first of all, I never dated anybody um, from my own school. So (laughs) uh, having like studied during classes or anything like that, that never happened. But I was a pretty much an independent study. Clearly, (laughs) I I was more of an independent study person. I don't think that I've ever gone to anybody's house for like a study group. Like these guys tend to do all the time, like all their friends. I mean, I might have gotten together if it was like a group project and you had to. I don't think I ever had that. I was an expert study and cram person. So I would just study alone in my room or, you know, before class or even during lunch, I would study. I would just be by my, nobody would bother me. My friends would be around me doing their own thing. And I would just be, I'd have a book or my flashcards or, you know, my science notebooks. Cause that's, that was, I took more science classes than anything. Um, so like science. So, oh, you know, I had all of that stuff and nobody really bothered me. <laughs> Uh, all right, so now we're at the McPhee household, and Andy comes down and finds her dad sitting in the dining room, and she's surprised to see him. She's like, what are you doing here? And he tells her that he came to see her, and she's like, well, you're not welcomed here. <laughs> and he tells her that he knows that they have a lot of things they need to work out, but he's worried about her. And he tells her that he knows about everything. She says, I'm fine. Pacey and Jack, we're here to help, and I'm Okay. And her dad tells her that this is a serious issue. And he says, then why are you here? And then we see Jack enter and he says, because I called him. And Andy's like, how could you do this to me, Jack? How could you do this to me? And their father says that he's concerned and that he had no idea her situation was so extreme. And he says, my situation? What is that? Another vague description of events that you can deal with it? So he tells her that when they get home, they'll discuss all of this and she should start packing. So Jack and Andy are both shocked and their father says that he's made his decision. So Andy says, I don't care about your decision. (laughs) She says, they have finals. She can't leave. We have our finals, dad. We can't just move and leave. Their father says that Jack can stay one more week, but he'll call the school and arrange for Andy to have her makeup finals. 
And Andy says that she's not going. She won't let him. And he tells her that she needs perpetual supervision. And so does her mother. And Andy's like, so we have no choice. And their father says that he's not asking. So Andy looks at Jack. She's upset. Jack apologizes. He's like, I didn't know. And we hear Andy just leave the house or whatever. She went, she went somewhere. We heard she door just left the room. Yeah. Um, so Andy's hair. I, I probably brought this up a little bit in the last episode. I don't like the dark color. Like their hair before, I feel like it suited her character. Yeah. The dark hair is so extreme. And you know what it reminds me of? This, so this is what I was hinting at in the beginning of our episode. Dark Willow. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Willow Willow's normally a redhead. And then she goes through this complete drastic personality change basically and goes dark and this is literally what this reminds me of andy it was what blonde right and then she starts having these issues and she just goes dark and i do think that they dyed her hair too i think that's her real hair i don't think it's a wig or anything because it looks like her real hair it does look like her real hair and the color is pretty i just don't like it on her (laughs) it washes her out because she's so pale yeah well i'm really pale too and my hair is usually always darker but i don't know i don't i know i don't like it and every time i see her hair i just think dark willow because she's going through some things and willow was going through some things and they both went dark and <laughs> it's just that's what crosses through my mind every time i see her hair like this it's like oh dark andy i like the correlation you, you like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so so now we're at capeside high and dawson is trying to get jen to be one of his subjects and she says she doesn't she doesn't know what to say so he tells her to just talk about some of the changes that she's gone through this past year and she says oh god what is this america's most hideous video moments (laughs) and he's like it's serious (laughs) this is serious jen and she says oh by all means let me reveal my most intimate secrets of the past year for your homework assignment (laughs) this is just like what abby was trying to do yeah on a different level i did have more to add a little bit on the whole thing with andy and her parents before like her dad and everything about being uprooted right so her dad basically is like yeah you're leaving you're leaving like tomorrow tomorrow yeah. maybe not tomorrow but um and then she kind of panics she kind of freaked out a little bit have you ever been uprooted from high school no it, a panic kind of sets over on you and it's completely unwarranted. But at that time, it totally feels nuts. I don't know if you, any of you guys listening have ever been uprooted in the middle of like a prime part of your childhood or um, youth, I guess. I, I almost was at one point. I, I mean, I moved around a lot and that's totally normal, but I will never forget. It was probably junior or senior year because I was getting college stuff that was coming in. So I was trying to organize myself, figure out what I wanted to do. And some situations that personally, you know, were happening and there was a potential that we would have to move and it would have been complete uproot. Like it wasn't just, oh, from one house to like another house in the same area or township. No, this would have been like a move where I would have had to change schools. And the panic that I felt thinking about everything was overwhelming. I'm sure. I can completely relate to Andy's state when this conversation's happening and the like panic that she kind of had, I completely understand it because it's uh it's crazy. It's like the last thing you want to do, especially during that time of the 
your yeah but like when you think about it later and you're like my reasons don't even make any sense all my college stuff was going here and this and this it wasn't even about my friends no it was dumb stuff and then like I think back on it I'm like I should have just not put up such a fight over it (laughs) but I mean (laughs) things things that happen when you're like your perspective changes as you grow, right? You become more wise, more experienced. You have more uh, circumstances that happen that you have to, you know, take into consideration and adjust. Um, and then when you think back on some of the stuff, you're like, man, that was so petty. Like, that's what I was worried about when all of this other stuff was happening in my life. I that's was how it normally about. is. That's why we oh, say like, yeah. next week it's going to be something else. So like, yep. You just got to learn to just move on from things sometimes as yep. much as it's I not the struggle, end of the world. Yeah. Right? Like as much as I even struggle with change and dealing with change in my life and knowing things are coming up or like things that I have to deal with. I'm like, it's going to be here and then it's going to be over. And then you're going to yep. keep moving on because that's all, that's all life is. It's all about just moving forward, going forward. That's all it is, you know? Yep. Crazy. So I just wanted to kind of touch base on that. And then if anybody has experienced this, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you're currently experiencing it, just take a deep breath. Think about it in another, you know, logical thing. Make your lists if that helps. Lists help me. But just remember, it's not the end of the world. It'll be okay. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So Dawson apologizes and she tells him that this is probably a good thing. And she tells him to start rolling. So she says, It all began that day. How am I ever going to forget that all of this drama began to unfold? I don't know. All of a sudden, I just did it. And Dawson's like, Did what? Jen says, Cut it off. Dawson says, Cut what off? (laughs) She says, My hair. (laughs) And then Dawson like rolls his eyes. (laughs) And she says, I'm serious, Dawson. Making a major hairstyle change like that is a very traumatic event in a young girl's life. (laughs) She just walks away. So then Dawson tries to get Jack, but he's like, today's kind of a disaster, Dawson. Um, No bueno. (laughs) Is that the right word? (laughs) No bueno. No good. (laughs) And he tries Joey again. She's like, he or he tells her that he's desperate. And she's like, stalker paparazzi? is an unflattering occupation give it up and then she kisses him in public now he's with pacey uh, a willing candidate so dawson says that he's been trying to figure out how people grow and change and pacey says well for just three easy payments of 29.95 you too can go from town pariah to find upstanding citizen in just six months <laughs> so then they go into the biology lab which is empty and dawson asks pacey how he did it So Pacey says he didn't do anything. He says they both know that if he was left to his own devices, he would be repeating the 10th grade at best. At worst, he'd be living under a highway somewhere. I was like, no, you wouldn't. You have a family. So dramatic. But I mean, aren't they all? Yeah. Like, you're not homeless. So then Dawson just starts recording and he tells Pacey that he had some outside inspiration, but he's the one who grabbed life by the balls and turned things around. And Pacey tells him that his only accomplishment this year was to find an inspiration like Andy. Everything else just stemmed from her. And Dawson says, classic hero who changes for the love of a woman. And Pacey says, not exactly. But every day he wakes up holding his breath, just waiting for someone to expose this fraudulent act. Lock him up for it. Figure out that this whole thing is a big lie. And Dawson turns off the camera and he tells him that they can do this later. And Pacey just starts he looks like he's tearing up. Yeah, he's struggling. Pacey is struggling hard. And he says, 
ever since he and Andy literally collided, she mistook him for someone else. She gave him somebody to be. And now that she needs his help, there's not a damn thing he can do for her. And he says he's, he's failing her. He tells Dawson he's going to have to find himself another hero. And Pacey leaves. So Pacey finds Andy in the hall. She's freaking out. She tells him that her dad's back in town and he's making them move back to Providence. And Pacey looks shocked. So they go into another empty classroom. <laughs> Class is not being taught at the school. Right. At least not in those classrooms. Maybe, I mean, maybe they, it's, well, I don't know how many minutes in your high school you had to get from one class to another. Ours was four minutes. Maybe this is the, the magical four minutes between class where nobody's in those rooms. So Andy's really upset. She says her dad wants her to get help and he wants them to be a family again. But he's been absent for a year. And now that she's finally making a life for herself here, he just wants to take her away. And she's like, it makes me so angry. (laughs) He asks her why she can't just get the help that she needs in Cape Side. Her therapist is here. And she says her father is the most stubborn man she knows. And if he says that they're leaving, she might as well start packing. I was like, he did tell her to pack. <laughs> He's like, you need to pack because we're leaving tomorrow. I've got comments about the packing thing too. We'll get to that later. So Pacey asks her what she wants to do. And she tells him that she wants to stay here to get help here. And she tells him that she wants to be here with him. He tells her that they need to fight him on this. That this ain't over yet. So Andy says that he wants to leave tomorrow. And Pacey looks defeated for a minute. And then he's like, it's fine. It's okay. Because after your father hears what I need to tell him, he ain't taking you anywhere. He's so confident. (laughs) He just doesn't want to, he doesn't want to lose her. Cause he's like, I'm I'm nothing without her kind of thing where, you know, it's almost like you're, you're capable of still being this new person without her. Just, you know, just a confidence. Yeah. He's scared. And I mean, he's never had to be this person. I think he's definitely fearful that he's going to end up reverting back to his old ways once Andy's gone, um, which turns out to not quite be the case. He does manage to, for the most part, keep himself in check. I mean, he graduates, so we'll give him that. But I definitely think he feels like he's gonna like not be who he is. Like he feels that Andy makes him a better person and i yeah. mean she's definitely encouraged him to to have a more positive outlook on life but he needs to also learn to do these things for himself and not for somebody else so now we see jack he's like what would you call it he's like on the waterfront there he's like staring into the water and jen they're comes on a over. pier they look like they're on a type of pier there i know exactly where they're at so like they're downtown and like there's a whole sort of like it's not a pier though it's like a like you walk it's down like storefronts and right. it's like all guarded from the water. So like you, and then I think you can even go down a level. But it just, it felt peer-ish to me, but it's just the way the angle of the camera probably was. Yeah. Well, the camera angles are weird in this scene. Yeah. But Jen comes over and says, offer a bite of my subway for your trouble. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that looks so good. I was so hungry. Subway, eat fresh. <laughs> Biggest lie I'll ever tell you. <laughs> um jack tells jen that that his dad is back and he says believe it or not he's the one who called him so then jen puts her hoagie on the edge of the the barrier the dock or whatever and i was yeah. like why a seagull's gonna come and eat that and <laughs> <laughs> they're ruthless man ruthless i know he tells her andy's not doing well and he said that he didn't know what else to do so jen's like you did the right thing 
And he tells her that now his dad wants to take them to Providence. So Jen's like, it might be a good thing that maybe it'll mean Andy getting better and a chance for him and his dad to reconcile. And Jack just kind of like laughs her off and he says, yeah, right. Us in the Middle East. (laughs) And Jack asks if she's going to stay at the Learys forever. And what about her parents? So Jen tells him that they made it pretty clear how they felt about her after they sent her to live with Grams. Jack says that she's different now. She should give them a chance. Maybe she's not the only one who's changed. And I wrote, this is the beginning of Jack and Jen. (laughs) I had the same thing. Really? (laughs) Yeah, it was like they're having an actual conversation and we get to see the beginning of, yeah, Jen and Jack, which is fantastic. the relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Now we're at the ice house, Joey's waitressing, and Dawson just comes out of nowhere and they start making out right in front of the like the the patron. <laughs> She's like, Dawson, um, I know. I'm like you're the right PDA, behind them. The PDA for these two out of nowhere is like they went from like zero to 60. And they're so serious about it. It's never like a quick pack. It's always just like, like oh, make out. Like, 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 yeah, it has to be I'm like never gonna suck your face slow. ever again. This is the end. Yeah, I know. They're it's like so weird. They're like hardcore making out now. Like before, I wasn't really sold on their relationship, but yeah. I feel like now they're like bumping up their level. But you know, it's doomed. It's not gonna last. <laughs> Like they're both happy and she's super happy, yeah. but like yeah, you they know are, are right now something's gonna happen. Too good to be true. Also, can I just say when so we are finish what you were saying because uh we didn't actually walk into the room yet, but I have a comment about the next part of the scene. So Joey shows Dawson the new the new lounge that her dad is building in the restaurant. Yeah. So here I am wanting the blueprints again. Where did the space come from? <laughs> You know, I thought the same thing, Jamie. I was like, please come from. I was like, did, did he just like put up drywall? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Where did I get this room? I don't understand where this room came from. What was this? Was this part of the kitchen? But no. Buildings, buildings are magical in Cape Side. <laughs> they are very magical in Cape Side. You can just build wherever there. you want. <laughs> yeah. And the other part that confused me was at the ver- the very end when he's returning the tool chest and he like walks through the, the new lounge and then he opens up the employee door and it's for employees only. And then there's another big room and then it's like a tiny office. And I was like, where is this room? Like, what is going on? I don't understand where this room came from. <laughs> yeah, I need weird. I need aerial view. <laughs> <laughs> aerial without the ceiling like the roof i need <laughs> I, I need like i need like sims level I need an o- access. yeah an overhead <laughs> view of everything <laughs> i need like sims level access because i'm confused <laughs> we need that with everything in the show everything i have so many questions <laughs> well dawson's looking at it and, and he goes am i gonna need a tie to get in here and mike potter says i think you've got a little pull with the owner and i was like wait is mike potter the owner I, so I was like, wait, so did he own the restaurant before he went to prison? Or and then I got thought, put on Bessie? I thought the restaurant was Bessie and Bodie's. That's what I always thought. Unless so she just I. took it over after he ended up going to jail. I was like, how is he an owner now? It, I mean, Joey should have more ownership than he, he should, right? I completely agree with that. I have no clue. Yeah, there's no explanation. He's suddenly an owner making all these changes. And like, where are they getting the money to do this? One catering job? (laughs) I don't get it. 
Maybe he was saving up all of the uh, all of his money from being in prison. You know, he was saving it up. So he bought his necessity, his his toothbrush and his food and his toilet paper and his soap. Right. Maybe he was selling <laughs> drugs in jail. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he was, but maybe he saved all this money. He was like, huh, ah, we're going to do this now. I don't know. Maybe he got a loan. <laughs> I know. Or why, why do we care? <laughs> we'll find out at the end of the episode. What's a very likely possibility where this money came from. Oh, true. That's true. Yes. So Joey says, that is not my father. (laughs) He's turned into this Saturday night sitcom father of the year. The man I knew was this grumbling, dejected mass of negativity. (laughs) And Dawson says, a relative of yours was negative. Not possible. (laughs) I'm happy. So sue me. (laughs) (laughs) She's like so happy. So Dawson tells her that he loves the new happy-go-lucky Joey Potter. Not the sad, sorry, from the wrong side of the creek Joey Potter. And she ends up going back to work. And then Mike introduces Dawson to his old friend, Pete. They were in the Merchant Marines together. And Dawson asks Mike if he'd like to be one of his subjects for his final projects. And he says he needs someone who's had a total character change. So Mike tells him that he's flattered and he'll do the interview. But in return, he tells Dawson he needs a favor. Dawson's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And he hands Dawson a a level. (laughs) A level. I thought this was so funny because Dawson's like, what does this do? What does this do? He didn't even know what a level, guys, he didn't know what a level was. Uh, What kind of person? What kind of guy? His father is Mitch Leary, so. Mitch has had many models. Yeah, of but his future restaurant. You can't tell me Mitch doesn't know how to use a level. Mitch doesn't look Mitch doesn't come off to me as the type of like uh guy who builds stuff or like fixes. You don't stuff have to build house. something to not have you never hung a shelf. No, I know what a level Dawson is. Dawson never ever had to ha- you've never used a level to hang your shelf. No, you I, have. It up I have I have one. And pull up in there and wish for the best. <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> I'm going to eye it up and say, yes, looks right. Don't put anything round on there, though, because it's going to fall. Usually like, they yeah. look okay. How does he not? Listen, you never have to touch a level to not understand how it works when you pick it up and you see the little green things inside. And you're like, oh, look, if I move it around, it tells me it's something straight or not. Come on, oh, Dawson. It's Dawson Leary. So um, Joey comes out and just starts staring at him and she starts to laugh. And he's like, what? What? Pathetic. So now we're with Pacey. He goes over to see Andy and Jack answers the door. And Jack says, from the look on your face, I take it you heard the bad news. I'm like, yeah, Jack, (laughs) clearly. And Pacey's all hyped up. He asks Jack, what's the rush? Jack says, our family's flair for histrionics. It wouldn't be a McPhee departure if we weren't doing it in the early dawn with only a few hours to prepare. I was like, that was a mouthful. So then Pacey says, how do we stop this? Jack says they can't. Their father already made up his mind. So Pacey's starting to like raise his voice and he says, yeah, he's he's getting like really mad. He's like, now is not the time to give up. There's too much at stake. (laughs) We see that their father is like, he's coming into like the scene. area where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Like we see him like entering, entering stage left. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I say though, out of this, I mean, this group, whoever's writing these scripts, they're very good with their vocabulary. I'm pretty sure that they're following. They're just 
they're just carrying around a pocket Webster dictionary. Okay. <laughs> because I've never heard of histrionics before. I had to look it up. Because I mean, using the context clues, you're like, it's being dramatic. But literally, that's what that means. Exaggerated dramatic behavior designed to attract attention. Histrionic. Never heard that word before in my life. I don't, be, I don't even think it was an SAT word. <laughs> <laughs> now you know a new yeah, word. I learned a new word today. So it was great. <laughs> so yeah, we see that his father comes into the scene and he says, which is precisely why she's leaving now. And Pacey introduces himself and they shake hands. And her father... Andy's father says that he knows all about Pacey and he says he appreciates his concern for his daughter and he hopes he appreciates his own concern as well and Pacey says he does but he wants to know why he's making her leave now like this (laughs) why do you have to leave now like this it was such a weird scene I don't know I didn't like how he he was acting in this he really gets very um emotional Pacey does and he just like the more the conversation goes the more frantic I feel like he gets yeah I literally wrote in here too because like his dad isn't her dad isn't rude he doesn't like really cut him off he lets Pacey kind of plead his case and then he kind of shuts him down yeah um and I even wrote in here eek sorry Pace you gave it the good old college try (laughs) you know what else I thought was funny he's pleading his case how their father gave Pacey more respect than he's given his own children. (laughs) I know. You noticed that too, right? The way he's talking to Pacey and everything, he's just like, "Um, I understand. I understand what you're saying, son. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And if I was Jack, I'd be like, fuck you. (laughs) Like, go (laughs) fuck yourself. Jack too, mind you, he's off on the side watching this entire interaction go and happen between his father and Pacey. And he's just like, maybe Pacey can save this. Sorry, Pacey. So yeah, so Pacey says that he doesn't understand why she has to leave now like this. And their father says that her doctors in Providence suggested they waste no time getting her the proper care. And Pacey says, so why not here? And he says, because I'm not here. And that's, that's where I wrote. And this man has already shown a total stranger, more compassion and understanding than he has his own children. <laughs> I like how and, now all of a sudden it matters whether he's there or not, because now it's obviously more extreme. The mother's walking around town. Like just. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People. So it's one thing if his wife is, has, you know, completely gone off her, her deep end, but now the daughter is starting to show these signs and he's all of a sudden daddy, daddy. Perfect. I don't get it either. You know what else I didn't understand? Baloney. So I don't understand why they moved to, to Cape side from Providence because I don't think they ever really explained it. I I'm assuming it's just because the mother is sick and the son died and they were just trying to get away from like the hustle the, and bustle of whatever city they're in. I think that's or the like a change of pace, a change of pace, or like a change of scenery. Because yeah, they moved to the sleepy town, so that makes sense. Because I was like, well, why'd they even move? Like they couldn't handle this in Providence. Well, some people, when you are in a house, you know, this is an excellent question because. The more I think about it, the more I'm kind of confused. So when when you just kind of think about it a little bit, um, they probably, if that was their mindset, they moved because a lot of times when you're living in a house and then something catastrophic happens, you go back to that house, your memories are everywhere. And it might yeah. not have been mentally 
uh, healthy for his wife to stay there and, you know, even their daughter, their kids. So the three of them, they picked up and they, they had a fresh start. Right. And that's fine that I can, I can live with that explanation, but do you remember the episode where, um, Pacey first meets like her family, he goes to the house and he's talking to her mom and her mom's like, Oh, have you met my other son? Let me go get him. And then she goes upstairs. Like he's lived there before. Like yeah. he has a bedroom or something, and that's where she disappeared to. Well, that I just assumed because she was just having like an episode, and she was just looking for him. Yeah. Even though there wouldn't have been any actual memories with that particular son in that house because they just moved into it, right? So she must have really been already beyond a certain point where it doesn't even matter what location she's in; she's just falling right. into the memories. Um. So I guess that's probably what was happening. Now that I've talked it out, I feel better about that. Explanation, so. <laughs> yeah. The, these are a very confusing family. <laughs> it's deep, man. It's deep. And oh, you know no, what no, else no. I was thinking of too? I was like, are they, were they trying to write Andy off the show? I mean, by the end of the episode, they're like, well, you'll be back or whatever. But to me, it almost felt like they were sort of getting, re- maybe seeing if the audience how the audience would react to yeah. her and the change maybe Jack's clearly staying jack is definitely staying and i it could have just been like a preparation to probably to see how the audience would react to andy leaving because they do yeah. bring her back she doesn't stay for very long but she's kind of like she teeters in and out after a while she comes back for a while she kind of you know goes off a deep she's end for again two more seasons i think right she's yeah on- she's around for a i think the issues really start i'm trying to remember though I think she, I never understood why she left to begin with, but I remember she leaves in season four. Um, I just know that whatever she cheats on him, I just remember her being in a place, they send her back or something. She, she leaves again because she can't, I oh, think maybe they just, she just leaves. I think she just leaves. Yeah. I think her she contract, does. she goes, she goes to, to like it. Paris or something. She goes abroad, oh. it, it, Italy. She no, literally, she leaves. She leave, leaves. Like, she travels. Is that what it was? I don't know. I don't oh, here we go. Andy worries that everyone will make fun of her when she goes back to school. She's, up, uh, she's determined to fix it later. Mr. McPhee suggests to Andy that she take the rest of the year off to spend time with her aunt, aunt in Italy. Italy! She, she goes abroad! <laughs> yeah! Told you. I kind of remember this. <laughs> she misses her senior year and goes to Italy. Yeah, she like comes back, but she doesn't. She's only back for I think for like a couple episodes, two maybe. Yeah, she's not back for long. Okay, well we got that. Um, all right. So Pacey says that Andy has built a family here, one that I'm part of, and I can help her. And he tells Pacey that she's his responsibility. And Pacey says, with all due respect. You knew of Andy's condition when you left her and Jack here. So to take her home now, because you've suddenly developed some sort of guilty conscience, it's not fair. He says, not fair to whom? My daughter or to you? Because you're just too selfish to let her go. And Pacey's like, you're absolutely right. I am not just here on Andy's behalf. Because if she left me, I don't know what I'd do. So I guess I'm begging you for the both of us, sir. And he's like, I've made up my mind. We're leaving tomorrow. (laughs) You're on your own pace. He's like, I don't know who you think you are. <laughs> You're not married to my, my child. So. I know. It's so crazy. So now we get this quick scene of Jen calling her mom. It's not a positive phone call. She asks her mom, what's up with the situation with her coming home? 
she's like whispering. She's like, yeah, I just, it's Jennifer, your daughter. <laughs> I live in. You remember Kentucky. me, right? Yeah. I, I'm existing. I, I just wanted to know what the situation was with me coming home. You know, you pushed me out of hey. your vagina and everything. So <laughs> I should Seriously. hope you remember me. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it's not a good time, Jennifer. So now we cut to Dawson. He's hammering or trying to hammer a nail. He's a mess. He looks like he's done like a shit ton of work in like five minutes that he's been there. Like he's, he's already like super disgusting. sweaty and gross and doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. I've never seen somebody not know how to hammer a nail in to a piece of wood before. Like, Well, not even that. Did you see the, the cut of the wood? So the second piece he was trying to put in wasn't long enough and it just fell between the two by fours. Like it. <laughs> You can't just have a piece of wood only nailed in on one side and not braced by it. Listen, I'm not a construction worker, but this is just basics. Like it's part of the blueprints. <laughs> part of the blueprints. What is it? What what are you doing? So I wrote in here, Dawson can cut out construction or handyman off his resume for future job press prospects. Yeah, clearly too. He doesn't work with his hands. <laughs> he, he, he can't do anything through, with the background of a, of a theater production. Uh, no, <laughs> nothing practical, at least. <laughs> <laughs> so Joey surprises him from behind and tells him that this whole new macho thing is a turn on. And she tells him that he should get a makeover. It'd so be that- more a turn on if he actually could do it. Yeah, because he's not macho. He's not macho at all. I don't know. He's just sweating, about. scratching his head going, how does a level work? He's like, watch me with a hammer for the first time. And he like nows his like finger <laughs> to like to the what? I was waiting for that to happen. A little disappointed it didn't happen. He did yell ow, like he hit himself, didn't he? Oh. I feel like if he, he did. did, I missed it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he's like really mad. <laughs> um, so then Mike Potter comes over and he tells Dawson that he's ready to be interviewed. So he gets up and they leave. He goes to set up his camera and then Mike inspects Dawson's work and he tells Joey that it's just not going to work. And she's like, I know. Don't say anything. Just don't say anything because it'll be one more thing that he'll talk to me about tonight and I'll never hear the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now we're with Dawson doing his interview with Mike Potter and we see Joey sitting behind Dawson listening to the whole thing. And Mike says, we all make mistakes. Some of us are just better at it than others. And he kind of laughs and Joey looks annoyed. <laughs> Joey's like, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Everything I said to you at that wedding, I didn't mean it because you're <laughs> a fucking asshole. And Dawson says, but you were able to overcome your mistakes. He says at first he thought he would die of shame. He lost everything he loved. He was a weak man. He was hopeless. And even he could turn things. And even if he could turn things around, would his daughters ever forgive him? And what he did to their mother. And then Joey gets up and leaves. Like she does. <laughs> Joey's like, I'm not listening to this bullshit anymore. Exactly. She's like, I've heard enough. I have to go build a, oh, a lounge. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me go fix what uh, Dawson couldn't do. <laughs> I love that they're building a lounge and having the restaurant open and they have one patron. And like, where are they making the money? You know, it makes no sense. So now we're back at the McPhee residence. Jack and his dad are walking out of their mom's out of the mom's room 
together. It looked, I was like, what are, I thought they were coming out of Andy's room at first, but it's their mom's room because the father makes a comment about the mother. Hmm. Um, he says that he tells Jack that this move will be good for all of them, including Jack. And Jack says, well, what if you stayed? And he says, because my business isn't here. Jack says, so start a new one or take day trips. If you really loved us, you'd stay. I'm like, yeah, because starting a new business is that simple. That's totally doable. I know. <laughs> I right, on, right on top of that, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> right That's on top hilarious. of that, Rose. <laughs> yeah. You can do it, Dad. If you loved us, you'd build a new business here in Cape Side. Business easy, is right? booming here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the sleepy town of Capeside, sure. Their father says that there's no one here to help Andy. Jack says, there's Pacey, a teenage kid with no medical degree. Jack says that he's never seen two people that have what they have together. And he says that he can only offer what he's offered. And Jack tells him that he hasn't offered everything. He never even gave Andy a choice. Their father's getting frustrated. And he tells Jack that they need serious medical attention. And Jack's not going to get the help he needs by staying in Capeside. And Jack's like, uh, what? What? (laughs) Say that again? And he's like, what exactly? What kind of help do I need? And his dad tells him that he could talk to someone about his problem. And Jack's like, don't fucking go there, dad. We're not here for me. We're here for Andy and mom. And his dad says he understands he's confused with these gay ideas. And Jack tells him that the only problem he has is with him having a problem with him being gay. And he says, this isn't about me or you. It's about what's best for Andy. And he says, let her make the choice. Do you know how hard it would be? Do you know how hard it would be to take her away right now? Away from Pacey? <laughs> the way he kept like talking Pacey up. It was so funny. Pacey, I mean, it really is fantastic, though, because Pacey is such a pivotal support system for Andy. He's been there since the beginning. Yeah, they both really are for each other. And Jack (laughs) recognizes that. And, you know, they've all gotten really, really close. So I totally appreciate that. Also, uh, so they're talking about leaving. And I understand Jack's got like another week before he has to leave. But you notice not a single box in that house. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. Well, when we get to, we'll get to the next scene. But yeah, it's, I thought the same thing. I think about it a couple of times. I mean, are these guys literally just like, are they going to hire a moving company to come in the day of? Is that what's happening? They're it's just like going to throw everything in seriously. boxes? They're no. like, we're not moving. <laughs> I don't know what he wants to do. If I don't pack it, we'll never leave. I know. he can't Right? That's how on. this works. <laughs> totally how this works. So yeah, Jack's like, you can't take her away from Pacey. Not Pacey. <laughs> and his dad says, I hardly think a teen romance is a solution to her medical problems. And I was like, he's got a point. <laughs> and Jack says her solution will come from the people that love and care for her. I know that's not your specialty. <laughs> I, I always give him like that one last dig. I think it's so I funny. know, but you know what? It was it was the point too, though. And I, I literally wrote here, oh dad, let it go. Jack is gay. And then I wrote, <laughs> Well said, Jack. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he needed to get that last dig in there. Dad needs to, you know, pay attention, I guess. Like, I get, I get, I I feel like I kind of, I agree with their dad on wanting to get her to a different facility where he's closer and 
and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I feel like he probably could have pushed it off a week, let her close out everything and be like, all right, now we're going. I don't think a couple of extra days is going to like. <laughs> Histrionics. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. Vocab of the day. <laughs> Um, so now we're with Andy and Pacey in her room together. He's like mm-hmm. getting just sort of like antsy. And he tells her that they have, he says that it's ridiculous just waiting it out together. And she suggests that they study. <laughs> I was like, of course, of course she would. Yeah. And he tells her that they have no idea what tomorrow will bring, but tonight is ours. So he suggests that they go out on a date, one where he can pick her up Take her out to dinner, maybe a movie, some moonlight, a little romance. Believe me, this is exactly what we need. And this is when Andy starts to get like overwhelmed. And she's like, there's just so much that needs to be done. And I was like, yeah, you need to start packing, girl. Like, Not a single box in her bedroom. Everything's still on the walls. All her awards and ribbons are still up. Like, I don't no, think. Like, not even that, because I'm just, I'm just assuming that like, they're still going to need time to sell the house. But and and pack everything up, but like not even like a bag to go overnight. Yeah, nothing. nothing. There's there's <laughs> nothing. Like... There's not one single box, one single luggage or suitcase or carry on bag. Nothing. <laughs> like she's even just she like later on when she's getting ready for her date, she's like pulling out stuff from drawers, like yeah, from drawers. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um. I don't know. Am I, I mean, I'm a professional mover at this point. I've moved a lot in my life, but I don't wait that <laughs> last minute. I mean, dad's fault in a way, because he's like, yeah, you're going to school tomorrow. Next day you're leaving. Like, yeah, I would be so overwhelmed. First of all, to have to go through and be like, okay, I need to pack this, this, and this. I got to make a list. You know, me and lists. I need lists. I need lists in my life, you guys, because if I don't have a list, my brain doesn't function. I'm I'd be like, you want me to go to school? <laughs> I have to pack. <laughs> right? This this isn't this logic. I don't compute. So, I don't compute. Yeah. No computing. Um, Computer error. <laughs> Pacey looks disappointed and she says, You know what? You're right. A night out on the town, just the two of us, is just what we need. So he tells her that they'll deal with tomorrow tomorrow, but tonight will be magical. So he leaves. He says he'll be back later. We're back with Dawson. He's still interviewing Mike Potter. And he asks Mike what drove him to his lowest point. And Mike says that Joey's mom was getting worse and the bills are mounting. Why else would anyone make the idiotic decision to risk everything for the almighty buck? I found myself what seemed at the time to be an impossible situation. So I started trafficking marijuana like anyone would do. (laughs) And Joey, Joey like pops up in the interview out of nowhere, like, in front of the camera conversation's over yeah she turns around looks at dawson like we're not doing this anymore and she's like dad didn't you uh promise bessie and alexander that you would bring them free dinner from the restaurant can you please go do that now because i can't take you talking about this anymore it's embarrassing mike's like we'll continue this later so dawson gets up and he goes to like fix the light on the table (laughs) like he doesn't even get it and he's like what's the matter Joey's like, look, this whole Dawson Leary investigator at large thing, it's intrusive. And she says, why is he making her father relive such an excruciating time in his life? And Dawson tells her that that's the heart of the piece. Joey tells him that they're working so hard to close those doors and move on. 
And she says that if he's so hell bent on making this about something real, then turn the camera on yourself. And he's like, I can't. She's like, why? Because I'm afraid, okay? (laughs) I'm like, what's he talking about? (laughs) And she's like, he's like, I'm afraid that I'm not enough for you and that I never will be. And that if I do this, then you'll just realize that you've grown way beyond me and I'll just lose you again. So first off, (laughs) while he's doing this interview, was it bothering you at all that he was even doing the interview with Mr. Potter? Because I was sitting here thinking, I feel like he should not be having this conversation with her, with him. Like he's drudging up the past. He's making him think about it. And then how does that conversation, you know, direct sure he's spouting off all oh, i've learned my lesson i'm doing all this stuff but then he's probably also thinking man i was making money i'm building this would it be so bad if i did this and you know like, i just feel like this i don't know if this conversation would have had any bearing on the choices he makes later in the episode or not um seeing as how when dawson walked in the military buddy or marine merchant buddy, marine <laughs> right was already there and that's actually the person that he's doing the drug dealing with so um no you know what bothered me is that he didn't say to joey like hey what if i interviewed your interviewed your dad would you be upset about that yeah he did not even ask he's just like hey and that's the other thing that bothers me about dawson is he just kind of while i can commend him for taking the initiative and having that drive and passion he really is not considerate of the feelings of those around him he's just very single-minded focused this is what i need to accomplish and i don't care what kind of damage it causes in the way he's very rude in that aspect he just doesn't yeah, you know what i mean is it, i don't i don't know he's not considerate at all when it comes to his goals and how it affects those around him self-centered yeah We've been saying this since we started the show. I know, <laughs> I know. And I know character. that some people are probably not going to agree with us with that. And some people might agree with us with that. And that's totally fine. Everybody is entitled to those opinions that they have. But um, I just, I truly don't think that sometimes he thinks about those around him and how it affects them. Like, Jen, let me do a piece on you. And Jen's like, no, but he doesn't push her. He keeps going back to Joey because that's who he knows. And um joey's life i feel like to him is like this big drama thing like oh your (laughs) sister's an unwed mother of one guys live in a shack and your dad's in prison your mom died of cancer who was cheated on by your dad when they were trying to fix he has a mess they literally that that family is their whole drama it's like a drama show all in of itself right and it's like almost like Dawson's trying to capitalize on it. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what kind of relationship, dude? Like, you need to do something yourself. And I really like that Joey's like, why don't you just turn the camera on yourself? And he's so insecure. And in a per- dealing with a person's insecurity is a really hard thing to deal with mm-hmm. because at some point you're trying to be understanding and you're trying to just like, I get it, I get it. But then at some point, you're just going to be like, dude, I can't do this anymore. It's like draining, draining to have to constantly feed that ego to try to bring them out of it. Like, and I get it, but it's, it's, it's hard to deal with. It's something that that person needs to work on. And, you know, I, I don't know. Dealing with somebody else's insecurity is a really hard thing. Dealing with your own insecurities is a hard yeah. thing. I hate when people, when I'm called insecure and I go, 
I don't know. I'm not insecure. You're insecure for calling me insecure. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. I don't like being called insecure because I don't, I know my, what my insecurities are, but I don't put them on like blast. I, I know how to deal with them myself. Um, all right. So now we're with Jack and Andy. They're talking and she tells them that she talked to their father. She's getting ready for her date to go out with Pacey. And she tells Jack that she talked to their dad and he told her if she wanted to stay, then he'd figure out a way to make it work. Jack's like, great news, great news. And she's like, I guess so. And Jack says that he can't believe that she'd actually leave and that the decision is pretty obvious. She's like, is it? Is it though? And she's like picking out necklaces from her nightstand to wear on her date. And she says, most days she feels fine. But she's not fine. In fact, she's getting worse. And the ironic part is that the more time she spends here with everybody, the more she wants to get better, which is a realistic view of wanting to get better. She says she doesn't want to drag Pacey down with her problems. And she said this before. Yes. In prior episodes. And Jack says that he doesn't feel burdened by her and and neither does Pacey. And Andy says, but I do. And she says she's burdened by knowing that they have to take care of her and that's why she's decided that if she leaves then he should stay and he disagrees and he says we're family if you go i go and she's like if you jump i jump jack <laughs> if you jump i jump never let go jack never, never let, let go, go. <laughs> she's like wrong movie jack <laughs> <laughs> she's like what do you want jack she says, you've always been so selfless. And she says, the promise me that you'll think of yourself this time. And he's like, I guess so. God, I went through all that earlier. Now I got to worry about this. I want to applaud Andy for recognizing and taking that initiative. You know what? I want to get better. And I recognize the fact that I'm not going to do it here. No. And I, I feel like that's a really great first step because she's not fighting it anymore. Right. And she's like acknowledging that she has a problem. Yep. You know, before she was sort of like hiding it because it was sort of taken over. And now she's like, no, I'm getting worse. I got to get better. Yep. I really, I really appreciated that a lot because she wasn't fighting it. It wasn't her leaving, kicking and screaming. It's like, you know what? You guys are right. I have a problem. It's not a problem that could be fixed with me just staying in my current situation. And I want to get better in order for me to do that. I have to leave. She's making a very wise and adult decision. Mm -hmm. So I can commend her for that for sure. Yeah, I appreciate it, too. Because, like, even if she did stay, like, I'm sure there's doctors in Cape Side that can help her because she seems to have a good therapist. But, like, her father even said, like, you have doctors in Providence that know how to help you. So, yeah, why not just take it? It doesn't seem like Providence is that far away. I don't know. Didn't they go to Providence last season on, like, a road trip or something? And they were back. Yeah, I'm very. Can we can we pin this on some maps? Because I (laughs) will take some string. <laughs> I need to <laughs> I need to pinpoint these. Jack even said to his dad, "Well, you can take day trips." <laughs> like he's they must there not be that far. Yeah, I don't think it is either. But it's far enough that obviously when they leave Cape Side, it's you know they're leaving Cape Side. So yeah, mm. Cape Side is like a um, like you leave and it's it's like a million miles away. It's like a magical town. Where buildings are endless. It's a mystical town. You enter and you may never leave. (laughs) So they're like, wait, where did I just leave from? I don't remember either. It's like an episode of um, 
what's that show? Was it Once Upon a Time? Right? Oh yeah, I never watched that though, but I think I think I know. So now we're with Jen. She's on Grams's porch, or she's like walking onto Grams' porch. She's got all these packed bags. She's ready to like. I thought she was going to like move back in. Move back in. So did I. <laughs> but she's I like the same thing. I think she was really trying to say goodbye, but she yes. doesn't actually get the guts to knock on the door and tell her. She just ends nope. up leaving. She's like, bye, Grams. <laughs> walks up to the doorway, stands there, contemplates her life choices, turns around and walks right off the porch. Bye, Grams. <laughs> it's like, nobody loves me. Nobody wants me. She's oh. just going to up and leave. Yeah, she's like, bye, Cape Side. <laughs> Peace out, Cub Scout. It is funny to think, though, that she was that she was transplanted to Cape Side, and we don't know how long she's technically supposed to be there. And like this being towards the end of season two, here's another thing that they could have been trying to tease the audience with. Like Jen might be leaving. Who knows? But obviously she doesn't. But like mm-hmm. it's just one of those funny things. Jen left her family in New York to live with her grams, and she stayed there for like her entire formative years. It's insane. Yeah. So now we see that Dawson is still returning his favor, that favor to uh, Mike Potter. And he apologizes for making him dredge up such painful memories. And Mike's like, "Uh, it's no big deal. It's not like I don't think about it almost every day. And Mike says, but you asked me why I changed. Truth is, I'm not sure how much I've changed, but I keep trying every day to be a better person for my family. To put someone else's needs before your own because you love them means everything. And then Joey comes in and I guess she wants to talk to Dawson again or they start kissing. I don't remember. But Mike's like, I'm going to go take a walk now. <laughs> it's so so this like part when he's talking and he's like talking about the, what he's learned and his experiences and doing what's right. You like almost kind of want to believe him. Yeah. Almost. You know, like right here, you're like, oh, maybe he's you know, maybe he really did learn a lesson and this isn't going to be some hidden plot to crush my hopes and dreams. And, you know, I'm going to have a nightmare tonight. You know what I mean? And then we get to the end of the episode and you're like, I shouldn't have trusted you. People always fall back to their old ways. Mm, Habits are hard to break, I guess. And I said it before. For quick money. Yeah. And I said it before. Um, He got out of prison and just started on this whole plan with the ice house and his family and all this stuff. Like mm-hmm. he didn't like, he knew what he was doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So Dawson tells Joey that he's a little embarrassed for laying it all out there. And Joey's like, you got it all wrong. And she tells him that her life is perfect. Now she has everything she's ever dreamed of. And her dad's back. Her family is together again. Business is good. But best of all, she has Dawson back in her life. Add a white picket fence to this little scenario and fairy tale would be complete. And I was like, oh, right. This is the episode where he makes a picket fence for her. Totally remember that. Totally forgot about the picket fence. So Dawson tells her that he just wants to make her proud of him. I'm like, why do all these people want to make them proud of each other? It's so annoying. And she tells him she loves him and believes in him. And she's not just proud of him. She's proud to be with him. And they kiss but not proud enough to sleep with them. So (laughs) no Pacey gets that on her. Yep. So she says, you could even be a great carpenter one day. Who knows? And he's like, are you mocking me? (laughs) So now we're back with Jack and daddy McPhee. And Jack says, 
I'm staying. Yeah. I'm staying. <laughs> and he, his dad asks about Andy and Jack's like, well, I don't know what her choice is, but I'm staying. I'm, I'm not going. And his dad says, so you want me to leave you here alone at 17? I don't think so, Jack. <laughs> that makes zero Not like he's going to get anybody pregnant. That's true. Um, he's like, I'm going to be selling the house. I guess he's going to need a roof over his head, right? Yeah. So Jack says he doesn't care about the house. He can't live with him. Not the way they are. And his dad says with their mother and Andy's illness, and even with Tim dying, those he could find reasons for. But he feels that he's to blame for Jack being gay. And Jack's like, but you're not. And his dad says, if I'd just been around more. And Jack says, it wouldn't have made a difference. I'm gay for the same reasons Tim wasn't. It just happened that way, dad. And his dad tells him that there are people who change. They go back. There are people who change. They go back. And Jack says, I'm hardly the encyclopedia of the gay experience, but I'd wager to say that change is skeptical. (laughs) And his dad says, how do you know unless you try? (laughs) I was like, shut up. And his dad is trying so hard. And it's just, I couldn't watch it. It was so annoying. And Jack says, I don't want to try. You just want me to try. And his dad says, he can't understand how anyone would choose that kind of life. I was like, all right. So Jack says, he didn't choose it. The only thing he chose was to be happy. And Jack says that he can't go back with him because slowly but surely, he's going to sacrifice his own happiness for his father's because he wants his father to be proud of him, but not under his father's terms. It won't work. Everybody wants to be proud of somebody. You totally hit the nail on the head on that not that long ago. I didn't mind this conversation. It was an honest conversation. They finally had open dialogue that was happening. They were calmly having this conversation. You really get to see uh, how much that, you know, Mr. McPhee does not understand any of it, you know, and uh, Jack handled it really well without getting frustrated. Um, So I was nice, but it's crazy because people really do think this way. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Um, I also like that the writers included this type of conversation in the show because it is realistic and it is Mm -hmm. stuff people say to their kids. And, you know, I even admit it, like my own mother said, I don't think you gave girls enough, like enough of a chance. And I was just like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) No, but she just, you know, she was just afraid. But I don't know. And I never even thought about all this stuff. I was just like, whatever. Like, I'm. Like what Jack says, I just want to be happy. Yeah. I just want to live. <laughs> What's that song? Who is that? I don't know. Good Charlotte. Yeah, that sounds right. So Jack's father gets up to like say something to him, like almost like I am proud of you or whatever. But he just stops and Jack's like, oh, my God, my dad's actually going to acknowledge that he loves me. But Instead, he turns back around and he sits down and he starts doing his work again. And then Jack leaves. They were so close. So close. Yeah, it was so messed up. Yeah. Um, So now we're with Pacey and Andy on their date. And they're in a very familiar part of Cape Side. And she's like, do you know where we are right now? And he's like, we're near the water. She's like, you don't remember? First of all, she also looks super old in this. Uh-huh. Yes, and I think that's part of my problem with the darker hair. For some reason, I made it. It makes me feel like it made her look older, not just like her makeup because she does look a little bit older than everybody else. I was thinking that throughout the entire thing, but I don't know if 
it's just like her or if it was the hair that really made you pay closer attention i don't know it was even her outfit and everything she just looks she looked like she was like i don't know like going on a job interview or something it was weird she uh, looked, she just looked so much older than him in the she she did she definitely did i completely agree i was thinking that too i was thinking that a little bit earlier but then this scene especially i was like wow you can really kind of tell that they have a bit of an age gap here and she's older than him like but i don't know if that's on purpose <laughs> what are they trying to do <laughs> what are they doing i don't know okay <laughs> they're trying to confuse us, us, us. um so he's pretending like he doesn't know but he says of course i remember this is where we first danced and andy says and our first kiss and she says i remember my knees were shaking like crazy and he says i know my heart was like boom 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 was that how (laughs) he said it i think that's how he said it it was really fast whatever he was doing so yeah, like, well, like, yeah, his heart was definitely racing. Was that some tacky cardi right there? <laughs> <laughs> he had a heart murmur. Hey, I uh, have a heart. No, murmur. no, he had a heart string or whatever. Oh, was it? Oh, what did she call it? Oh, yeah, from the first season, right? No, it's from this season. It's in the beginning. A heart. Oh yeah, really? Why does it feel like it was so long ago? I know it's so weird. It was a heart something. Heart string, a heart. It was something real off the wall. <laughs> it was something so obviously fake that we I was in shock that she believed it. And that's why I can't remember what it was. Yeah, because she's like, I made it up myself. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so it was season two episode. Heart one. stripe. Heart stripe. <laughs> I know it started with an S. She says he's got a heart stripe. <laughs> that's why his heart's going boom, 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 boom. He's got a heart stripe. She wasn't lying all this time. No, what do you know? What do you know? So Andy says that she was deviously happy. And he says he died and went to heaven that day. And he says that was a long, long time ago, <laughs> which is what we're just talking about. Um, she says, really? Because I feel like it was just yesterday. And who he asked her who he was back then. And she says, a slacker. And he says, you thought I was a lazy brat. And she says, and you thought I was a spoiled princess. And he says, you didn't let me get away with anything back then. She says, yeah. And your favorite pastime was making me miserable. Miserable? Your favorite pastime was making me miserable. And he says, oh boy, I hated you. And she says, I hated you more. And he says, I don't really think that's possible. Been a wild ride. And he's like, it's only just begun. And he says, would you like to dance? And then they start dancing. You know, I always wanted... A relationship that was like theirs where you hated each other's guts and it turns into like the most passionate, awesome love ever. <laughs> I love those stories so much. It was crazy. I never really was that into anybody from my own school. How do these people find each other is what I want to know. Who would it most of the guys? It's called um teen drama. <laughs> Not fair. I got all the drama and none of the fun. <laughs> whatever i didn't have any of the fun <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't in any, any position to make anybody happy <laughs> let alone myself mm. so they start to dance Andy's starting to get upset and she says that she's just so happy to be with him and she's so sad too because she loves him so much but she can't hide from the truth any longer and she tells him that she's not getting any better so she tells him that she's leaving tomorrow she says she has to 
And he's like, I know. She says, no goodbyes, okay? He says, no goodbyes. I felt her when she said that. Like she was, she's crying because she's just so happy. Mm-hmm. I've had moments with like that with Justin in the past where maybe we weren't in like the, we weren't having like such a great, um, like it wasn't such a great time in our life together. But there were times where I would like, we'd be like laying in bed and I would just look at him and I would get so emotional and think like how much I love this person and how we're going to get through this life challenge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just says a lot about how much you love somebody. So now we're at the Potter Shack. Joey comes out front. She's in her pajamas. Dawson appears and she's surprised to see him there. And he tells her that he's been there all night. And he tells her to shut her, shut your eyes <laughs> or close your eyes. <laughs> he says, close your eyes. She's like, it's seven in the morning, Dawson. And I have my pajamas on. My cute pajamas. So and- um, <laughs> I totally had those pajamas. <laughs> Clouds, everything, button up. She looks yep. cute. I totally had those jammies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we talked about this before i was like who actually wore top and bottom pajamas like that and you're like i did <laughs> i was like Me. really of course you did <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and they would never stay on the buttons would always come undone while i was sleeping so eventually i never used them it was just a tank top on <laughs> tank top and shorts so Dawson leads Joey to the side of her house and she opens up her eyes and we see this like small white picket fence, but it's like not a full fence. Mm. So he's it's been like, like four feet of fence. <laughs> yeah. Like he's built this like tiny side fence for her all night long. She didn't hear him at all. Like hammering away at this fence. Yeah. No, apparently not. So she kisses him and she thanks him and he tells her that it'll probably take all summer to complete it. And she says, are you hanging out in my front yard all summer? I think I can handle that. And he, she, <laughs> he says, maybe it's time to start climbing in your window for a change. And she says, change. Right into cut. the living room. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, you're going to, you just walk through the door. Like, you don't have to climb anywhere. <laughs> right into the living room. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, your, your bedroom's right there. <laughs> it would be just easier just to walk through the front door. So she's like, change can be good. And I was like, no, it can't. Because I hate change, Joey. Change sucks sometimes. Um, so now we're at the Time bus terminal. Ch-ch-changes. <laughs> <laughs> That's our theme song this today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Last week this. was reunited. This week it's changes. <laughs> Now we're at the bus terminal. Jack is running towards the bus looking for Jen. I didn't even know who he was looking for at first. I was like, why is he running to the bus? Yeah. And he finds Jen in line and he says, you didn't think you'd leave without a send off, did you? She's like, oh, you just missed the parade. And he assumes that her parents agreed that she can come home. And she says, not quite. So she tells him that she called her mom and her mom told her now is not a good time for her to reenter her life. And her dad is still getting over the last day with him. She says, I told him it was different and I wouldn't be a worry this time. She says he wanted to know if this was just a ploy to get more money every month. So Jen's like, I'm just going to leave. So she's about to get on the bus, but Jack pulls her aside and he says, I often wonder how my mom would react if she was aware of what was happening with me. 
if she was mentally capable of comprehending it. I don't think she'd have a problem with it because my mom loves me for the best reason possible. No reason at all. And he says, that's how our parents should love us unconditionally. Sad as it sounds, most don't. But as much as it hurts, it's worse for them. It is worse to be incapable of loving than to not be loved. I was like, Jack, that's so true. He's so deep. Like when he has, like, even when with a bride who was like ready to jump out the window (laughs) (laughs) on the first floor, (laughs) he was so like, right. right. He was, you know, the the wisdom that he was spewing out was just top notch. I'm starting to really like him. And I never, look, I was never a big Jack fan watching this back in the day. I was literally just honed in on Katie Holmes, but. I think he's so attractive and I think he's a really good actor and I like his storylines. He's funny and um, they give him really good dialogue. I'm starting to like get a little crush on him. I think I love Jack's character. I think he's fantastic. Side note, no me gusta Jen's hair. Don't like Jen's hair. I don't know what's happening in this scene. It's growing out. I don't like it. They need to figure it out. (laughs) <laughs> they put they put clips in her hair in the past like couple episodes because it's growing out. It's a dang mess, is what it is. Um, but it's funny that she made she made fun of it in the beginning of the episode about how she cut her hair. She know? did as yeah, and I, this last scene it really just stood out to me how much it's growing out. This is why I never cut my hair that short is because there's always that awkward stage when you're trying to grow it back out. Yeah, tell me about it. I have a short haircut. It's so fucking annoying when it grows out. Yeah, but I feel like it's even worse for girls because we we go from such extremes to super short hair to trying to grow it out to be long. And there's just this awkward in-between stage where you just don't even understand what's happening. Um, also, I want Jen's backpack. So I just Oh, to say yeah. That. It was like a black leather backpack, yeah, right? Loved it. I want her backpack. It was very 90s. I loved it. It, yep i want it i want a black leather backpack <laughs> sure you can find one i'll probably find a pleather one real easy i don't know look at look through the goodwill i'm sure you'll find one i'll tell you last time i went to a goodwill so jack grabs jen's bags and he tells her that he's taking her back to his place he says i could use a roommate and he takes her like bus ticket and he throws it on the ground and litter crumples it up into a ball and say pew bye. the litter bug Right? So they hug and they walk away together holding hands and they're cute. So we see Dawson is returning Mike's tool bag back to him at the ice house. He goes in and he enters the employees only area. And we see Mike with his old friend Pete in the um, in this like little office. So Pete picks up this vase and he pulls out this big old bag of cocaine, which I'm assuming it's cocaine. And um, we hear Pete say, let the good times roll. (laughs) And a lot, too. You would have been expecting, like, marijuana to come out. And you're like, okay, he's back to marijuana. No, he completely upgraded the drugs that he's selling now. It's not weed anymore. He surpassed weed and jumped to, like, the major leagues. (laughs) The major leagues. (laughs) (laughs) He's like... Listen, Mike, this is the this is the shit that's selling right now. Cocaine. We know you only went to prison for, you know, was it three years just for marijuana? This time you're <laughs> going to go back for life. I know. 
that's know. what you want know. right mike to go back um, for life it's probably it's not life i'm sure it's like 10 years i don't know five years i don't know what's the judicial judicial system say when you get arrested for selling this kind of stuff i don't know but he never comes back on the show so <laughs> i'm assuming he's like in prison forever <laughs> <laughs> True, so, you're right. He doesn't come back, and I don't know if we ever hear back from him. Does, does, it, does that topic ever come back up? I don't. Remember. I don't think they ever talk about him ever again. You just completely forget about it. <laughs> They're like, remember that season where Joey's dad goes back to prison? He comes out of prison <laughs> and he goes back to prison right away as soon as he left. <laughs> he's only in the episode. He's only in the show for like a, a solid two minutes. <laughs> and by two minutes, I mean two episodes. Remember, he tried to build onto the ice house. And then he got arrested and burned it down or burned it down and got arrested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that time when? Ugh, what a creep. Who like does all that work and then just burns it down <laughs> for like, I'm assuming the insurance money. I don't know what he does. We'll see next week. But um, I, I think that's what it was. But so messed up. Um, so Dawson like quietly backs out and shuts the door and he goes to leave and Joey's there setting up the tables outside. And he's like, I was just leaving. And she looks at him and she can tell that there's something wrong. He's like, oh, fuck. Do I tell her? Like, what do I do? But he just says nothing's wrong. And they kiss again. Like, this is like the 37th time they kissed in this episode. But what would you do in that situation? Would you tell your significant other that you saw their father, like, with drugs again? Or would you just stay out of it? I don't know. I don't know either. I thought about it. It's like a very hard question because like he doesn't want to ruin her happiness. But at the same time, it's like it's all going to be screwed up anyway when he gets caught and she finds out what he's doing. And then he's going to look bad anyway when he's like, that's right. They get Joey to wear a wire and dad confesses. Um, I think I'd be like, Joey, I just saw your dad with drugs in the back. Yeah, I mean... And then she could go back and be like, what are you doing, dad? And then she could be mad at him for like however long she wanted to be mad. So here's here's my thing with that. Um, while I can totally see myself blowing the door open and being like, you're busted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would have been the quite the wisest choice only because there is a second party in that room and he's oh, a wild yeah. card we don't know him yeah so, like he could have a gun and like shoot exactly him. exactly so i can totally understand why dawson's trying to protect joey in this particular moment because if she were to enter there and something star we don't know how that other guy's going to react there's drugs in the you know the vicinity that's money and you know kingpins are you know they're gonna they're gonna kill you right so um i feel like in this situation the smart move would have be what he did that's the safest option is to just bow out and maybe address it later yeah um wow i really don't think we really don't think the same because like i didn't even consider any of that stuff (laughs) you would just storm in there and probably get shot to death so probably i'd be like what the fuck are you doing bang and i'm like oh okay (laughs) bye (laughs) goodbye world that's terrible so that's 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 like i'm trying to think ahead like okay if if i enter this room and start some shit what direction could it what's worst case scenario 
that we're all going to die. So no. let's not. Um, I probably would have tried to sneak a picture for evidence. Well, you didn't have a phone at the time. Now it'd be different, but or right. you well, could go to Bessie. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. And I, I don't remember what he, I think Dawson doesn't Dawson talk to his parents and then they get. I don't remember. Involved. I don't remember. We'll see next week. How we'll find out next week. But yeah, um, uh, that kind of situation. I think that Dawson made the right move and not confronting it right then and there. Just because if he was by himself, like their father was by himself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You're busted. I'm going to walk in here. What are you doing? I see what you're doing. We can have this conversation now. Um, but because there was an unknown question mark in that room, I think that he did the right thing. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, so now we see that Andy's leaving and Jack says that he'll see her soon. And we see that their father shakes Jack's hand. He tells him, I'm not the best father. I know that, but I want you to be happy. So then we see um, Andy's like getting ready to leave. And then Pacey's like running from the background to say goodbye to Andy. She's like, Pacey, we said no goodbyes. And he tells her that he just wanted to look at her. He says, I wish I had some eloquent parting words, but all I could think of was this. Thank you. Thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you for forcing me to be the man that you've made me. And just thank you. I'm so grateful to you, Andy. I was like, that was pretty fucking eloquent, if you ask me. So they like hold each other. And she says, I don't want to let you go, Pacey. And he tells her, just remember her promise. You and me together again happy healthy and more in love than ever she's like i'll remember he says go get better mcphee then you hurry back to me and she's like pacey kiss me so he kisses her and we see her like one lone tear run down her face (laughs) and she's like my knees are shaking and he says my heart boom 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 (laughs) and then they drive away cheesy i wanted to gag a little bit but it's okay We see that they're driving away and Pacey and Jack, we see them through like the, the back. Pacey looks like. What did you say about Pacey? Pacey looks like he was clearly bothered. You know what I mean? Like he looked like emotional and shaky standing there and he was like clenching his hands and like, like I really was sold by Pacey's display. Like he, he was selling his character. Yeah. So we hear Dawson doing a voiceover and He says, we're taught to believe that in the movies, the main character goes through an arc and changes. But what if that's not true? By the end of Casablanca, Bogart's the same lonely tough guy he always was. So we see Pacey standing alone in in front of the water or the water fountain. I don't remember. Jen and Jack are eating Briar's ice cream together in his bedroom, watching a movie together. He says his decisions didn't change him, nor did his actions. They seemed to reveal what was always there. A man who wanted to change, but feared he couldn't. We see Mike Potter sitting alone at the ice house. If Bogart really wanted to change, he wouldn't have sent his love away. He would have held on to her for dear life because I think love is change. So then Dawson rolls back in his chair and we see Joey asleep in his bed. She was like studying again. And we hear Dawson say, or at least I hope so. And end credits. And next week is the season two finale called Woo-hoo! Parental Discretion Advised. Uh-oh, what's going to happen? Dun-dun-dun. God, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't Dang. believe it. I know, season two. 
So final thoughts on this episode? I liked it. I'm very much looking forward to the sting. The sting? <laughs> what I'm going to call it. Uh, no, next episode. I'm very much looking forward to it. And I'm so looking forward to season three because I love season three and season four. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. I um I enjoyed the episode. I thought a lot happened. I think it was emotional. Yes. I'm ready. I'm ready to move on to the next season as well. So, you know, see, we'll see how the characters change and progress, and maybe see if the writing gets even worse, <laughs> or we'll see if the if the writing or the storylines get weird. Because I know after Kevin Williamson left, the show just got a little funky. So, but yeah, it's like they were trying to figure out their groove and just struggled for a while which is weird because they had their they had their groove in season one and halfway through this the season two and then like i don't know this this show just loves breaking people up like getting the audience to want people to get together and then breaking them up it makes no sense to me but anyway we'll see you next week um the only other thing i wanted to mention was that we reached 5,000 downloads. Yeah. Which is insane yeah. to me. It's because so awesome. we, we, I feel like we just made the 4.5 and just, we just keep getting more and more. It's crazy to me. It's like, it's so exciting. I love so, it. I love you guys. Yeah. We love you. I just um, wanted to just say thank you to everybody who's still listening and downloading and liking and sharing and following and blah, 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 blah. Like, I know we say it all the time, but it really means so much to us. And, you know, we, we, really, we mean it when we say it. We're, we're not just, you know. Yeah, we really do ear. appreciate it. We're serious. And it makes us want to be more creative and keep evolving the show and just to just be better at it, you know. It, it gets us excited to record too, because yeah. we know that we're not, I mean, it, while we love talking to ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to each other, <laughs> to each other, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> um, it's really nice to know that you guys are involved. Even if you're not actively involved in listening, you're, you're talking to yourselves in the car talking to us you know even though we can't hear you you're having that dialogue which is which is awesome and no it's totally normal it's totally fine it's okay i promise um so you just keep having those conversations while you're in the car (laughs) (laughs) jamie funny but yeah but just i went weird there (laughs) just stay tuned because you know we're always trying to figure out new ways to just interact with everybody but yeah we just want to say thank you and we appreciate you and yeah, that's it. But yeah, arigato. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? Sure. So my bookstagram, if you guys missed it the first lots of times, just kidding. Um, so I'm <laughs> at Jaylin underscore book lover. And from there, you can pretty much find us anywhere. Just click on our link tree. And if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can do that at Creek Talk Podcast or on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And you can send us an email at creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you are feeling generous, we would love if you could rate and review us. Give us a five-star rating. That would be amazing. You can do that on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
But for now, thank you for listening. We hope everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Watch Dawson's Creek. Go shopping. Drink some sake. And just be kind to everybody. And we'll see you next week. Maybe they don't want sake, Stephen. Maybe they want soju. Well, whatever. Drink whatever (laughs) you want. Just have a great weekend doing it. (laughs) All right. Bye. (laughs) We're so weird. Oh, my God. I just want to live. Talking about Dawson's Creek.